Welcome back, party people, to another episode of Dance Specific Talks, released from Be Fit and Sensual. We are here today with another dope, amazing dance artist. And this time we're going to France as we are meeting no one else than the dancer Evie Smile. What's up? I got my cup and my OG. Begging money, money with my G. All the time, up, up, 60 degrees. So what should you know about Evie? Well, she has roots from Guadeloupe, but comes from France. She is a hip-hop dancer who later on moved to Denmark to do her communication university studies. In Denmark, she quickly found her tribe as she found Flow Dance Academy, which is today one of the companies she has been heavily involved in directing and running. Evie went from doing hip-hop to falling in love with dancehall and has been to Jamaica doing her own making vibes events in France, Paris. And today she is not only doing that, but also starting to do productions. She's not only a fantastic dancer, but is a person with a lot of knowledge, also sharing her thoughts about becoming a mother and being a dancer. I'm super, super excited to talk with her again. This has been years since I and Evie battled together and talked last time. This is our little reunion and I'm super, super happy to have you in this interview listening to our conversation. Now, you already know what to do. Subscribe, you can share, comment, and don't forget we are on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and of course on all the podcast platforms. Now, Let's get it going. Welcome to this interview, Evie Smile. Ba, 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 ba. Hello. Nice <laughs> to see you, sweetie. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good to see you. Uh, I feel like we have a, a very special history. Um, I I believe we met 10 years ago. It's already been 10 years ago. And I will never forget when I saw you for the first time. You had a really cool yellow snapback and you were entering a battle in hip-hop and i just had never seen like a girl that was so hip-hop and so inter movement and they were like oh yeah she's like this girl from Paris, from france and i'm like oh my gosh and then we ended up being friends as well so times man how have you been wow Oof. long 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 time no story and yeah I remember also that time. It was also really new for me. Everything was new. I, 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 it was a new beginning for me, and I didn't expect it would be it become a new journey for me. That day, that battle you're talking about was the the, the start of a, a new life, a new beginning, a new experiences in Denmark with a new new family, new friends, new experiences. Yeah. I, I get goosebumps when you talk about that. <laughs> yeah, because it was really a time shift. Like you were, I, I believe you were like a, a, an exchange student or something. You were going to do communication yeah. at your university and you were moving to Denmark for like a short period of time that turned into a long period of time. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. That's, uh, life surprised me. On that day, on that time, I, I was like, just wanted to stop dancing and just focus on communication. And yes, like you say, I supposed to stay on the Erasmus program for six months. And 10 years after, like, uh, I get a family, a husband, a daughter, a school, and woo, everything pop out some, for something completely different from what I expected. Back in the day. Right. Like you were like, oh no, I'm just going to chill on dancing. Turned out that that was just the beginning of your like dance journey of like at some time running an entire dance school. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And right now, where are you located right now? Now I'm located uh, in Saint Denis. It's near Paris, nearby. And uh, I start my life here and enjoying. Um, Enjoying my life as a director, as a creative, artistic woman, businesswoman. <laughs> so yeah, now France is my is my new new base. But I don't know. Maybe I can move. We never know. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because I remember that you were like, uh, I, I feel sometimes, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of French people at some point like feel like they want to get out of Paris or France and just like see something else. Um, one of my best friends here is Shamalo, the Kizomba King, and he said the same, like I, he wanted to move out from Paris, France for a while and then he just got stuck. But you actually moved back. Uh, after after years of living in Denmark and being the director of the school over there too. Yeah. But I kind of want to take it back because I know a little bit about your history, but not all of it. Was it, were you born in Guadeloupe? No, um, I raised and born in France, but I'm originally from Guadeloupe. My parents were in Guadeloupe as they came in France in the, in the end of the 70s. And yeah. Now I'm the generation girl, but I, I get a strong connection with Guadeloupe, of course. Yeah. yeah, that's so beautiful. And when when did you feel like, if you trace back, when was the like your first most important memory of dancing growing up? Wow, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, I, I get I was three years, four years old, and in my community my culture like we we always arrange big parties when to, we want to celebrate weddings or baptize or things like this is always get these parties with dj and you get the grandma my father my mom all my family was around me and i remember i was this little kid was dancing and enjoying the music that i could feel the love of people around me they, they make always the time in that time and the parties there was organized circle around me and I get these memories to look up like this with everybody around me and hyping and like okay girl let's go 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 <laughs> and I was always full out full out and more they encouraged me to dance I was into it <laughs> and I feel the joy and the love like I could give just by doing small movements yeah. so natural for me <laughs> wow, that's like an early version of Cypher right there. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's that explains a lot why you have never felt like scared of freestyling. <laughs> it was it was there <laughs> all the time. And how did it then develop? Like did you you know, was it like a youth club you went to or dance classes or did you just dance with your friends at home or how did like your dance journey continue from that point on? From that point, um, when I was a, a little girl, my favorite, my favorite games was to play with my, my friend and play choreograph. That was, a, that was <laughs> the, the game. <laughs> and I was arranging small showcase for my parents or their parents. We were spending uh, time on the Sunday afternoon as a kid and we was dancing on Michael Jackson and do, you know, like real and <laughs> going to the, to the head and doing small choreography, like really easy, really easy. I think I, I was just building up from what I could see on the TV and create small show and entertain people with this smaller version of a musical because we were singing also. I, I love that game to just play a role and be, be on stage without to be on, on stage. You know, it was just on the living room. <laughs> and it was become an habit from become a, ch a child and... Uh, after that, like year after years, I remember I started to teach uh, in the high school. I was 14 years old. I become uh, the teacher. Like uh, we just get the room in, in the class at the break, at the lunch break. And I was organizing my small classes. And I didn't know it was so natural. I was just become the teacher and say, okay, let's go. We do that. But just get inspiration from the video I was watching back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I remember also some youth club, also. Cool. What kind of videos was it that you like fell in love with? What kind of artist was like? Oh, oh yeah, that thing was like a Spice Girl, really pop music, you know, like a boys band. Um, you know, like when I was doing like, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember Spice Girl was my favorite, and after become um, Michael Jackson, of course. Miss Elliot, obviously. Oof. Just after Oof. 
Kelly's yeah. and Busta Rhymes, all this hip hop music. Back in the day when I could see this, um, when I say black music and just, you know, this, you have a trend where a lot of it's come out like end of 90s, beginning of 2000, R&B, pop music, hip hop, like, become a hit. And I could see black people on my TV and I was like, oh, they look so cool. I want to become cool like them. Okay, yeah. let's do like, like what they're doing on the TV. <laughs> I want to be I can, cool. <laughs> I can remember that feeling, except that I didn't, like that was only something I could see on TV because I grew up in this like tiny Swedish little village, completely like almost 99% white. And I was just watching MTV. And I was like, oh, I want to be Beyonce. I want to embody her. I want to be Destiny's Child. I want to do all this. And I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know it has something to do with dance because they're all having dancers. That was yeah. it. Yeah. I'm feeling you. It was the same. Like, Beyonce, like, Destiny Child was so, like, I was like, wow, they look so cool. They, wow, they, they spread something so positive. The vibe was so, so nice. But the dance, but the music, wow, that time <laughs> was so great. <laughs> okay, so now I have to, you have to admit now for me, how much size XL did you have growing up? <laughs> Whoa, I, I, I still got it. <laughs> that was, that was, a, that was a hit. <laughs> of course, the baggy. <laughs> that was the style. It was, and layers. The long sleeve with the t-shirt on top, <laughs> matching the cap, matching the shoes, everything way oversized. Way yeah, oversized. I get it. <laughs> So um, I feel like I don't want to jump too far because I kind of want to get into your confidence that I saw the first time I saw you. Uh, when did you like start battling? Did you Was that also something that came as natural as teaching or how did that look like? Yeah, in France, um, the underground scene is really big. So uh, when I was a teenager, I think my first battle was when I was 18, 17, around that time. And I remember it was a, B, uh, a, a B-boy battle. Wow, yeah, I was a big girl. Wow, yeah. And I remember on my CD, um, you have uh, You Got Sir, that movie, when it's come out. They decide, they decide to arrange a kind of happening like for the premiere of the movie. And um, for, for that, they decide to arrange a battles just to announce the, the movie. And I get a team, a b-boy team, but I was the top dancer. All of them was going on the floor, but I was the one who could wave a little bit and mixing, popping and locking and a little booty check and stuff. My first battle was literally a, a mix of uh, <laughs> a lot of different fusion of style. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just did. <laughs> and all my crew member was doing breaking and I think I did a small floor like six step <laughs> and come up and do yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a, the, the first opportunity I, I did a battle I think it was in 2000 2002 2001 yeah of course with the XXL you no know, oversize uh, <laughs> oversize outfit yeah, yeah. And I also remember your locks. They were beautiful. You had like this like little light in the in the ends, I think. Oh, I looked so cool, like with the cap, with everything. I mean, that was years later, but I I can see the style coming coming quite early in your life. <laughs> Definitely. So you started battling, you had a crew. Um, was it like a performance crew also, or was it mostly just battling, freestyling? Yeah, well, in, in my small town, because I also grew up in a small town, um, it was, we was doing performing, like, just to entertain, like, when they get, uh, when the city wanted to arrange something cool, they're calling us. It's not really early. And we were just doing some small showcase show and mixing with freestyle. So it was a mix of, of two, a little. It, it was, like, some battles. But uh, after that, uh, I start to to go outside of my city and see the scene in Paris. Mm. 
um, yeah, start to to yeah to do to do other things without that. And in like you performing in your little city, what was like your reaction from your family, your parents, your family? Were they like shocked? Didn't you tell them? Were they proud? Like how was their reaction? My my parents get this really Caribbean point of view and coming from this small island. They didn't really know or understand what I was doing. They let me doing what I wanted to do. Like I was practicing, training, I think two or three times a week, but they didn't really was curious or show me interest about that. Um, there was not the, the kind of parents was follow me like to this kind of show. They're just feeling like, okay, she's happy. It's cool. It, she have fun. They didn't see a, a professional perspective about what I was doing because there was, they didn't know. They was not aware about the style, the trend and what was hip hop. Mm. Wow. That's so interesting. Oh, is that an echo going on? No. Oh, it disappeared. Okay. Um, so yeah, I remember like my, my parents were more like, you know, they were very aware, aware of what I was doing, but they never maybe thought it would, could be a career. If mm -hmm. that makes sense, you know, like they would be like, Oh, that's nice. But she continued doing what she loves. And we, of course we're going to be there to support her, but always that like, but you know, what's, what's going to be your plan because you won't make money, any money of it. You, you're not going to be able to live on it. Um, did you, did you face that too? Is that kind of why you went to university or was it actual a choice from your side? Yeah, it was, um, I grew up also with the same, um, same kind of uh, family, like support, but, um, distance and really expecting like for me to get, um, a career on something where they, they could feel I can make money. There was worry, I think, uh, back in the day, because they, they didn't uh, see this uh, vision of being entrepreneur or can live with with dancing. That is, it was so far. But in, in another way, they're supporting me, like when I start to 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 decide to do a dance education. I, um, I go into the university, I get a deal with them. They say, you have to go to school. You, you need to get a bachelor level and we're going to be proud. And I, and I follow, and I follow them. But I knew inside me, like, uh, I definitely wanted to, to do dance. And as soon as I knew in Paris, um, they get this um, school doing hip hop every day. It's a Tony Mascot uh, school. The day I, I heard about like, okay, we can dance every day like this. Okay. I have to, I have to be there. That's, my place. I don't have to sit in a university. But the university, I studied communication. That was also interesting. I was passionate also with to get communication skills. It's not something so far for what I'm doing right now. I mean, for me, communication skills was also close to, to the dancing part, to the uh, company and how to build up um, my professional career. And I could combine back in the day by doing, I was not full out on 200% with my dancing. I was doing it. And I was also doing this study beside. Mm -hmm. So I could, I could find a, a balance. Yeah. That's so, so cool. I, I think it's so interesting because I, every dancer have their own path in kind of getting where, where you are today. And um, I always think it's interesting to, to hear about like, you know, those choices, because again, then after, how was the dan dance education then? Was it a year or like what, how did it make you grow to go to that dance education? Yeah. Um, um, as, I, I really grow a lot from being in my small city, <laughs> teaching a little bit of popping and looking and watching, uh, the TV and the video, I, this dance education make me figure out like what it was, what it was, like what style. It was an urban dance education with popping, locking and uh, b-boying and uh, new jack swing house dance with the best teacher in Paris. And back then I was starting also to teaching. I start to teach with, uh, with my skills, with what I got, like I get higher in different schools I didn't know how they hired me, but they, they trusted me. They were just saying like, girls, what are you doing in your body? 
we want to know that you, you can teach. And I get these skills like uh, to make a community uh, following me in the class and, and I could manage it well. And in one, one point, I felt like I need to educate myself. I need to, to go forward with um, this knowledge if I still want to teach and, uh, and become, uh, become a writer. It's all about integrity. Also me as a teacher, I felt like, okay, I need to know a little bit more. And that's what I've been looking for on that dance education mastering and uh, could be a role model can still uh, <laughs> educate herself to could give to the next generation. But I was really young. I was 20 years old. Mm. So I was so young for a teacher. But when I think about that, I was like, whoa, that was not my first priority to become a dancer. I still felt um, being a teacher, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember. So now we're jumping again to Denmark, 2010 or something like this. And when I saw you, I was myself, you know, on this dance education at Flow Dance Academy in Denmark of the exact same reasons that you were there uh, in your dance education in France. Like basically, like I had been dancing now with the same eight people for years and I need to like open my mind. I knew I loved, you know, hip hop, dance hall, crump but who was going to teach me except YouTube or, you know, whatever. Mm. So that's when I moved to Denmark. And when I met you, I could definitely tell that you had already gone like that extra mile to become a teacher and you quickly became our teacher at the dance education too. Mm. Uh, Insider, I will never forget when the owner of the school, Kenneth, um, basically pulled me aside because he saw that you and me started to talk. And he's like, so so is she asking about me? <laughs> and that's how it started. Um, and I was like, it's so funny now when I look back at it, because you were literally like just this dancer entering a battle. Uh, him was like, could not take his eyes from you. And later on, like you also became the teacher at the school and like your life together started to evolve, which is very, very beautiful. Um, how was it for you to come to Denmark? Like what, what happened when you got there in terms of your dancing, personal growth, just going to a completely new country? Oh, whew, I have a lot of, of things to say about that. Um, to start with, my my vision to come in Denmark, like um, I've been experiencing a lot of things in France, and I felt like it was I was spinning around, like an hamster <laughs> going around and around. Um, as a dancer, um, I was teaching in different schools. My life in France was teaching from Monday to Friday, and uh, also getting some job also as a dancer. But the industry started to a little bit going down and they didn't hire dancers. And I could, could also feel like as a black girl, mm -mm, for the commercial job, I was never the first, the first one they would choose. Um, so I decided to just to, to leave my country and, and think about maybe change my career and stop, stop dancing that way and just doing beside. Um, and I came and studied in communication and my first day, my first day in Denmark, I didn't speak English really well. I was like, you remember <laughs> my English was really like, <laughs> I'm vulnerable now. And the first things I have, I have to connect with was with dance <laughs> because that was an internet, that is an international language. And back then, uh, the only person I knew was Eva. Eva, the worker. I met Eva one year ago in New York, and that was the only Danish, Danish girl I knew in that country. That was the only contact, because Eva was also in France in one point, also doing an exchange program. So I knew she, uh, with her, like, I could speak French and be in my zone. And yeah, she spoke French. French. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I will be in a zone with somebody can dance, can introduce me to the community, and... Uh, yeah, I can find something like uh, I feel related with. And it was the second day being in Denmark, just, you know, some Eva told me, you have a battle, like there is a Friday jam uh, in this place called Street Maker. It could be cool if you can join and uh, you will see the dance community. 
And if you want, sometimes with Eva, she said, I can bring you and we can take some walking classes and stuff. I was like, okay, cool. And I see that big place. And <laughs> then I just uh, hook up with uh, John Nini Brothers. And he told me like, yeah, he, John Nini was speaking French also. And I connect with his brother and we start, I start to entering this battle. The second day being in Denmark. And he being crazy from that day. Uh, I just enter the battle and come and become um, in the final. And I see the love of people. Like people was like, wow, was that girl? And uh, I didn't speak really English. And I was so scared because people wanted to know about me and wanted to talk about me. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to manage and I have to speak. But my idea to come in Denmark was to, to speak English, to study and to become to become better and really start from from the start from the scratch and don't don't uh, I mean get out of my comfortable zone and start a new adventure and that's what's happening <laughs> I start a new adventure and meeting Kenneth also the owner of the Flodance Academy that was also a new things uh, when you talk about that story when when he started, he wanted to talk to me in, in more in a more private, but I, I, he was the owner, so I, I was kind of shaky about like what he really want. Like he wanted yeah. to help me for my skills, or what he want. Like he started to wanted to to invite me for dinner and stuff. I was like, okay, what kind of boss is that? Like, mm. <laughs> so I was really like, a, be, I was be careful. I didn't want also be associated as a French girl opportunist, uh, mm. just uh, hook up with the big boss. Um, and I wanted also also focus on my study. It was the six, the six first months was difficult for me to figure out my role and my place. And because it, 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 it went so quick for me, I didn't know if I, if I, was, if I was really in my place. Because being a um, um, teacher in France, everywhere, I suddenly become um instructor for dance education to guide dancers to become professional. And it was so new for me. I was like, is it all right for me to to could do that? And I just feel like, oh, okay, yeah. If they let me this this space, because bef- before me get uh, Super Dave was teaching there, Fice was teaching there. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to teach just after Super Dave, uh, the big choreographer in LA. Uh, no, 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 that's not possible. And I, I felt not even, it was hard for me to accept. Yes, you can teach after Super Dave. Yeah, you got the skills. Because what, with all what you've been doing, your, by your experiences, and if Kenneth give you the space for that, accept it and embrace it. And it was not only at Flow, I was teaching also at Old Stepper and so you know, all the dance education. Mm. So slowly I took my space and just saying like, okay, it's cool. I did battle and I won battle. So that's also confirmed like, okay, you're a good dancer. (laughs) And in different style also. We did battle together also, all style battle. Everything was possible suddenly for me. Being um, in France, this small shy girl. uh, And in France, you know, like... um, you have so many good dancers. Everybody is so good, but we we just normal. We just random dancer. Like we, people, when they see you dance, they're like, "Yeah, you good." But you have other people like you. They're good. I just explored in Denmark, become like a, a, a super cool dancer. And not only in Denmark, it was also in Norway. You know, mm-hmm. in Sweden also. I could move in, in Scandinavia to could teach in different workshop and 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 pass on my knowledge. And slowly, by time, I take confidence, and I enjoy in my time in uh, in Denmark, and also teaching yeah. all around the country, uh, in dance, in hip hop, uh, and I get some some cool opportunity to to perform as a dancer, do TV shows in Denmark, and what I f- appreciate was like I could get my space as a as a black girl, like I told you, like back then I feeling in France, like okay, no space for black girl, but. In Scandinavia, of course, that's a skills girl. Yeah, we want you. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. In my skills, I get a memory. I remember, like, I did a, a dance, um, a dancehall class, and I was just 
grooving like this. Like I was like, whoa, wow, I'm enjoying myself. And I see the studios was like, whoa, whoa. And I was like, I'm just grooving like, uh, okay. You like it? Okay. <laughs> never experiment in France. Like people, they're like, okay, yeah. You just grooved, girl. Okay, yeah. <laughs> mm, exactly. It's crazy because I, I, I remember when we did the all-girl battle <laughs> when it was like us girls against like a team of guys and we all had different styles. It was a lot of all-styles battles for mm-hmm. some reason in Denmark. We had not a lot of like single dance hall battles and house, but it was very mixed. And like, it was, I guess, a skill to know a lot of different styles. Um, and I remember us being in that girl group and we won. It was the best feeling in the world. And I do also remember that you were choreographing our one of our end pieces. Mm-hmm. And if I don't mistake, you choose the, the song, Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> And, and you did like a dancehall piece to it. It was so much fun. And I also remember being like interested in dancehall. You were also one of the few people that I could reach there moving from another country from Sweden to Denmark that also liked dancehall because it wasn't the biggest thing like it is today where a lot of different dance groups are a lot of Jamaican dancers traveling back and forward. It wasn't really like it. So I remember when I met you, we could like puzzle together our middle school steps. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, it was a lot of focus on middle school. So when, when I came to Den- uh, to to Gothenburg, when I moved after my year, I remember knowing like all, <laughs> all the middle school steps, mm-hmm. but like not a lot of new, new things. Uh, we, we were very focused on that. I, I really, really appreciated that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you definitely you definitely got into the whole teaching and I think it was a very good thing f- also for us to see a female hip hop dancer that was into battling because we didn't have a lot a lot of those as well. Mm-hmm. Um how would you say that you developed as a dancer? Uh not only that you got like all the of course more attention, more opportunities, but how did it change your way of dancing? Um, yes, to being in in uh, in Denmark, it was really special because I was like um, out of my con- country, and I get this space. Uh, street maker was amazing, and uh, we could practice every day. And uh, for a while, I was really focusing on practicing my dance, and take this opportunity to get this time to to develop also different style. I get best work, working teacher. <laughs> and also with dancing, uh, with dance all, and be also being a teacher in education, I needed to, to looking for the information constantly, constantly, and become good all the time. Um, that On that time, yes, I, I felt like um, it was really a, a, the labo- laboratory <laughs> for me to, to, to develop my dance and my, my own style being outside France with no outside uh, talk or influences from, I was in a different environment and I was being with myself, not with my friend, with my family. I was really in connection with, with Evie. <laughs> and that was the best time. Uh, 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 yeah, these four years was amazing for that. Before we go back into this episode, I want to take the time to shout out this episode's sponsors, Be Fit and Sensual. I have been working with Be Fit and Sensual's Dancers Bootcamp online program for a while now, and I know from firsthand experience that it works. So, what is Be Fit and Sensual except worldwide coaching individually one by one? Well, it's also Dancers Bootcamp Online. Now, listen up to this. Dancers Bootcamp Online is the number one world platform for us dancers who want to train dance-specific with easy follow-along videos. Not only do you have tons of workout videos inside Dancers Bootcamp Online, but you also become a part of this global movement and community with like-minded dancers whose goal is to become better each and every day. Not only do you have weekly updated schedules, 
for the ones who want help to build their own workout routine. You also have two full 30-day challenges with dance-specific workouts only. Then you have different sections focused on different parts of the body. Let me tell you some examples. You have the abdominal section, bachata booty section, nutrition guidance, dancer's mastermind if you really want to get into master your own mind, and also stretching for dancers, flexibility, knee rehab for dancers, and kettlebell flow for dancers. On top of all this, you also have weekly webinars and live workouts with Coach Sebastian and you get a free coaching call with the team whenever you feel like you need it. Listen, I would never promote this if I hadn't tried it myself. I tell you, throughout Corona, this has been a life savior for me as a dancer when I couldn't go to classes or anything else. And I truly support the dance-specific training that Sebastian and the team of BeFit Essential are doing. So if this sounds good to you, it's getting even better because we have our own promo code. When you are writing in a live story in one word, a-L-I-V-E story in one word, you now get 25% discount on the monthly membership as long as you stay. You can cancel whenever you want and there's no startup fee or hidden costs. So if you have any other questions about training or nutrition, never hesitate to reach out to Sebastian at his social media for personal guidance. By dancers, for dancers. We lived in separate countries. We didn't see each other so much. So, like, I kind of want to know, like, what happened after that? Like, you, you, you went from being a teacher at Flow to kind of more taking over the communication because you had that skills. But how did it develop from there? Because that's where where I was out of the picture. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, being Flow, uh, being at Flow, I could um, develop my skills of being. Um, a community manager and also working with communication strategy for the company. And yeah, like, you know, like me and Kenneth being my boss, <laughs> we end up to be in a relationship. So we, we build up this, like I start to, to adopt flow as my, my new baby also and, and grew flow grew into me. Uh, I really love the value of sharing this original style with, um, all this um, authenticity and by being beside uh, Kenneth and we, uh, we, we decided to associate together and he learned me, he become my mentor as the director and uh, I really learned a lot being beside him and after four years living in Denmark, I decided to come back in Paris. I feeling like now my journey in Denmark, like I have to, to win. <laughs> it's time to go back home to, to could also become bigger because I felt like in one point, like Denmark become a little bit smaller for me. Uh, and I was feeling like um, I, I, I've been learning like what I needed to learn in Denmark. So it's time to, 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 learn in a, to learn and to grow in a bigger space. And Paris was also challenging, but now I, I, I come in back with more weapons and like I'm <laughs> more like prepare to to develop something better for me and also for the company and also for Kenneth it was also a big dream for him to could develop Flow Dance Academy in in Paris like the, the big city Paris with a lot of opportunity and good dancers and we decided to 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 bring Flow in Paris together and um, I was uh, the main director the artistic director of Paris and he was the main director in Denmark, uh, and by learning the process to become a director, we decided to, to, to do this Florence Academy in Paris in 2015. So I've been doing that, but now no more. <laughs> After five years, like um, we, we separate, <laughs> but I'm still working with Flo. I decided to create my own company called uh, Flo Creation. Flow creation is more focused on to producing show, producing events, and um, also producing um, an agency for dancers. So mm -hmm. it's a small company besides Flow Dance Academy being the, the, for the education. And now we get the production for, and I'm in charge of 
that uh, that company. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing! Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's that's a big step, but that must have also come with some really internalized decision making of leaving the the spot of directing. I can imagine there's been a lot of conversations, a lot of discussions about how you can do what you really want to do and not losing what you guys have built up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, when you came back to Paris, um, what, what, what happened with you as a, as a person then not only work wise, but like just your personal growth type of journey coming back to your home country and like, you know, entering with all this new confidence. Um, what happened with you there? What has been some of your like biggest struggles, but also your biggest success moments since you came back? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's that part. Like um, I, fe- I felt lonely in the beginning, really lonely. Um, I come back with s- strong skills, but uh, I-, I needed to reactivate my network in one point because people for- forget me. I was like, okay, Eve, uh, being outside. Maybe they was follow me on social media because I keep being active. And being lonely, uh, I-, I feel lonely, but also with Kenneth, like uh, we was two, we was two and we got also the, the team, the teaching skills, the, the teacher team. And it was also a time where, uh, that was the time when I get this sparkle to become like, um, to focus more in dance hall. Uh, I was in both, uh, both sides in hip hop and in dance hall. And I, I've been learning so much of uh, dancehall, the original dancehall, because in dancehall in Paris, the way we do in dancehall, it's a completely different way of uh, the Jamaican way to do dancehall. So I get this project in my mind, and I remember I, I was talking with one of the dancers in, uh, in Denmark called Bryce, and I told him in a conversation, now if I come back in, in Paris, I want to become a strong dancehall dancer and bring the original dancehall style uh, like they do in Jamaica and stuff. And he told me, good luck, girl, like, because you know how in Paris, how you're going to struggle by working with this original point of view. French people, they're really like, no, you have to be done uh, in a different way, like uh, they're doing on the French way in every style. And... Uh, back then, that was my big, my, my big challenge. So I come back also as a strong dancer and also doing battles. I start to doing battles, but people didn't didn't know who I am. They forget me. But I was kidding in battle. I was strong. So what what you <laughs> what you want? I was I was good, and it was hard for the French community to to see that new girls in the game coming from nowhere. Didn't being around, and um, I was a question mark. And in the beginning, it was hard because they, they pushed me away uh, because they didn't know what was my intention for them. For if I wanted to take to take a lot, and I have to do my own space in one point because I could not go through them. I just say, okay, I'm gonna do my own thing, so it's fine. So I start from the beginning to to create my own community and create my vision and also create an EV style mixing like hip hop and dancehall also. It was completely weird for people. But I did my things uh, alone and in the beginning and slowly people start to trust in me and just feeling like, okay, she's cool. She can bring some things. Okay, let's give her a space. I took it more in the dancehall community because in the hip hop community, I didn't come true, but it was mostly as a um, dancer, dancers like um, that's how we is being is being. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's still cool. It was still like cool. when. Uh, wh- how has your experience been in Jamaica or with Jamaicans uh, when you felt like now I'm gonna put like the hip hop, not aside, but I'm going to focus more on the dance hall. What kind of things did you do in order to become more like connected with authentic style? 
um, like, like you know my story, like I was this French girl and knowing like through by going to parties and also watching videos and stuff. Um, my heart was willing to hip hop style, and one day I decided to to go to to Jamaica to could understand the the hip hop history, the roots, and going to the street and to see the raw things. I met uh, Orville in a dancehall camp, and that was also a key point in my life. He was a I, I, I'm not supposed to be on that dancehall camp, but I was there suddenly. <laughs> And uh, I, I did the battle. I went to the final, same story. <laughs> and people were like, okay, who's that girl again? Huh? And by talking with Orville, Orville told me like, now if you want to know more about like, uh, your history in dancehall and in hip hop, go to Jamaica and you should um, educate yourself from, from, from there. I've been there, he, he bring me to his ring, under his rings and I've been discovering, I, I didn't know nobody in Jamaica. I didn't know the team. I didn't know... Who was who? Are completely coming like as a dancer, want to experiment something new, and uh, I fall in love. I completely fall in love uh, of the style, of the country, of the food, of the of the spirits, of the vibe. Yeah. It was really strong. And when I've been there, I feel like my body have have to move like this. I have to create that vibe inside of my body. I have to create that frequencies because that make me feel good. I, I feel good vibes, so definitely I have to focus for a while on that style. And if I have to, if I have to do it, I have to do it full out. It's not like middle way; it's full out. <laughs> so I did forward and back, moving forward and back, like save money, <laughs> going for one month in Jamaica, going to to different crew and team, study, 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 practice, practice, and walking and come back <laughs> and i remember in the beginning when i get this awareness in france people didn't understand like they're feeling like i was a brain brainwash <laughs> well yes i was brainwashed but i was passionate i was really passionate and that that education for me in jamaica that was the best things could happen for me because mm. that make me make me even stronger also richer in my mind um as a dancer, um, and and that um, that approach, I, I learned it from uh, Grishka. You know Grishka, uh, yeah, monster. Yeah, from Grishka, I got a deep talk with him, and he, he told me like how he was going forward and back in in LA to learn and being a session and take everything. Don't do it halfway. It was like you go to the session, close himself, and dance with the best. So that's what I decided to do for my dancehall education. Dance with the best, surround with the best, and get mentor and and just absorb not only the dance as a aesthetic dance, but understand the vibes, understand the story, the history, the culture. So mm. that's why I go into that process. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting, almost getting like emotional because I'm, you know, it's it's so hard to to feel like you're drawn to something that is basically not your culture. You know, you have to respect, you have to learn, but it's just something there, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you get there and you realize and you see everything and it's just like, Oh, you know, I, I grew up with a reggae loving father. And even though he was a white Swedish man, like that Bob Marley plate was spinning and spinning and spinning and for me to be able to not only see the dance hall culture but also like see the reggae culture and see the places they talk about and see the food that they are singing about you know like it just becomes this whole like oh the circle is complete and I, I kind of understand now and I understand the movements better mm -hmm. and I understand why they move in groups and why these steps are so important and and yeah it's just such a wonderful experience I now I just had a feeling like I really want to go to Jamaica with you <laughs> especially so we can have like a reunion <laughs> everything uh, <laughs> everything come down let's go mom let's go mommy <laughs> please I just want to go as soon as we can now um no but that's really really good and i feel like 
to see that um, that little spark that we had back in Denmark 10 years ago, where but we, you were still very hip hop back then, but we, you know, we had our dance hall moments and to see you go fully immerse yourself into this style has just been a blessing from afar, you know, like mm-hmm. seeing all your videos, seeing all your jams and like your classes and yeah, I'm just, I just want to shout you out because I'm, I think you're so dope and for continuing because it couldn't have been an easy journey to come back with that. <laughs> Thanks, Mami. <laughs> so, all right. So you, you went for it. You started also like your own, uh, your own little brand within the, the French Paris Jamaican uh, dance hall thing. How did you come up with that and how, how did that start? Because I know you're good with communication, so I, I knew you would do something with it. But how did you come up with the name and, and that whole thing? Yeah, things, become, um, things came naturally for me. Um, after my, my second trip in Jamaica, when I came back in Paris, um, I wanted to, to surround the same, but I, I wanted to... I wanted to meet people and I wanted to create that things. And I knew you have a lot of dance school around Paris, a lot of good dancer dancers, but it didn't feel or didn't smell <laughs> what I experimented in Jamaica. I feel like, whoa, no, Paris, come on, Paris, the big city like this, you have no community like that. And after the second, second trip, I just feeling like, okay, I have to start my school. I'm going to lead a school to create that vibes. It's going to be for me to just recreate that vibes, that Jamaican vibes. Uh, I experiment in Jamaica and I want to spread the world, the world to everybody. Everybody have to feel what I felt. <laughs> and it was obviously by doing a community, it was not only build a brand, build a school. Jamaican vibes, that the name uh, coming like because I wanted to, creating like this vib- that vibration i experiment being in jamaica by doing whatever i don't know <laughs> it was by doing class by doing events by doing a festival by bringing jamaican jamaican dancers uh, by uh, bringing uh, people doing the food drinking the rum <laughs> it was everything i wanted to create this small moment make me felt like when i was in jamaica even i cannot pay my trip <laughs> uh, and, and um, share it with people. That's how we start. And I start like the first uh, dancer dancer was a Queen Latesha. It was Queen Latesha. She was in Europe and she fully supported me. We bring up an open door where she was there and everybody was there. We make a big jam. We have a DJ. The community was supporting me. And after that, I said, okay, that's the opening of the school. And it's the school going to start on Monday. I wish to see you there, guys. And I get only one student <laughs> after this. this thing, only one student came. And I didn't understand. So I said, okay, I get the studio. I get the concept. I get the teachers. Because I didn't start alone. My idea was to, to create a different class where you could get a old school style, middle school style, new school, and female style. Like these people can understand what is the different style in dancehall and not, and not just attend a dancehall class with different style. It's exactly like Florence Academy with, okay, hip hop is not only like a hip hop, like a, with a mix of everything. It's different discipline. And uh, I just decided to, to fight, to fight for what I believe. Okay. One student, I'm going to fight. <laughs> so slowly, um, um, I make happening, I create a battle called the Bombo Clash Battle. <laughs> the Bombo Clash Battle is, you know, this concept with uh, eight counts and yeah. eight counts and the fight. Clash, and clash, and clash, clash, yeah. Clash, clash, it become a, a, a hit. People love it. They, 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 they love this battle. So slowly by ar- ar- arranging events and workshop with Jamaicans, the community grow and grow and grow. And now with Jamaican Vibes, this brand, we, we got a dance education dedicated to, to dance. Yes, and wow. uh, I get my, my team of teachers and we get a program, like a, a structure of fully programmed with a different style and 
freestyle program and also personal development using dancehall and make also um, marketing digital for the dancers also to could promote themselves if mm. they want to promote themselves on, on social media. We help them also. Everything is created by, with dancehall, that's the tools, what we can do with dancehall and develop people, the, the, the personal potential, the creative and artistic potential to develop them as a dancer, but also as a better person. Wow. <laughs> That's the vision I get with that community. <laughs> it's like a holistic program, basically. Is it in like in the evenings or is it a day thing or? Mm, this program, how I do it, because it's more adult people and it's um, on Sunday, every second Sunday, you have two, sun two Sunday in a month. It's a, a four hour program session where we, 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 we do full out. In between, we, we get um, online session. And after we met, it's one year session, one year uh, program. Wow. That's so dope. <laughs> and, and like now with COVID and everything, have you been forced to put it online or is it still running or? Yeah, we're lucky like because um, it's uh, we got an agreementation. I don't know this agreementation. <laughs> it's an official. Um, um, the program is official on the government, so we're lucky we can keep the class uh, until now. Cross my finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also developed besides that an online program, also for people who cannot move. It's a program called Girl Girly Moves. Then so like the idea is like gathering. Um, the female size for women like want to develop like the feminine side and want to feel free. It's a program with a step and also concepts to to develop feminine feminine side feminine, by by using dancing. Oh, so, so that's nice. so dope! I love it. You have so much projects. You you're running flow creation. Mm -hmm. You're having Jamaican vibes. You literally done a program especially for women. And on top of that, somewhere along here, you had the time to become a mother. <laughs> yes, that's the first uh, first job. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just I know it's like maybe not so much about the dancing, but I kind of that like is the biggest thing you can probably go through as a human to become a parent. So how how has that changed your life? Ooh, whoa, different aspect, huh? I think become a mom, uh, remember that it changed my way to dance. I feel more connecting with my body and wow. Uh, whoa, I, I feel I, I move differently. But also become a mom like that, that gives me more um, structure. I have to be more structured now and um, be more focused on my old project back then. Uh, like I told you, I was really affected uh, by feeling lonely and... Uh, the talk of people because he, he got also a lot of bind mind people, jealous people and uh, saying like, no, yeah, you, what you're doing is not good. And now become a mom. I have no time for that. I just like, okay, mm. I feel, I want to do that. I'm going to do it. I don't, I don't mind. I do it for me. I do it because I believe, I believe on me and on my creative idea. And I doing also to show my daughter, like, you know, like mom can do it. You can do it. It's definitely give me a strong, uh, solid uh, PDA in French. We say like <laughs> like uh, the the foundation, basically the foundation to could do what I want to do. Because now I'm not alone. It's not only a family, but I get a I get somebody look up on me. So yeah. I want to be become strong for for her also because I want her also to become strong. <laughs> so I'm a it's strong so crazy. You know, sometimes it takes like, even though we, we of course, always aim to have that within ourselves of like being super confident and whatever. But as you say, like when you have somebody you got to be the role model for. Yeah, of course, you don't have time to that. This is about making a next generation confident and strong. So mm -hmm. like everything else becomes so non-important, you know. Wow. Yeah. That's how it changed for me. And That's so crazy. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> go. If you want to do something, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because I, 
I know you're a big family girl. You love family. You you like kids. Like, do you think it's gonna be? Do you think you're gonna have more? Do you? Uh, yeah, maybe one more. One, maybe one more because I'm busy now. Yeah. <laughs> And kids yeah. are already so cute. So yeah, we're already we're already a big family. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that's how it's here. Congratulations! I'm so stoked, and I hope to see your daughter one day. To see your little mini me, maybe also with a yellow snapback. <laughs> she will <laughs> she will <laughs> that's so 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 dope i i kind of just want to um just want to round up this interview with having something that i always do it's called fill in the blanks and it's basically uh i'm starting a sentence you're ending it with whatever you think right. so uh, for example a great dancer for me has to be and then you answer mm -hmm. whatever you think okay okay so? i have oh for me a great dancer have to be generous have to love <laughs> to give and also have to get have to be proud of himself have to be proud i think and love love himself that's what i want to say that's amazing <laughs> Um, when I want to practice self-love, I always do. Um, I already listen my intuition carefully. Listen my first, my first idea coming into my heart. Oh, that's great. Uh, right now in my life, I'm most grateful for... Being a mom. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. I can't wait to see her one day. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, being a good creative director means? To be determined. Yeah. To be determined. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, when I'm teaching, I always try... Mm, to be authentic. Nice. When I hit, uh, when I hear the best music, it makes me physically feel. Ooh, good vibes, good vibe vibration inside of my body. <laughs> Love it. Um, one of my biggest future goals is. Hmm. To reach the, the heart of the most of people and make uh, the world happy. Through dance, through mm -hmm. art, through Ooh. love. Love it. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest challenges I have overcome was... Hmm. To, to face my fear. Oh, mm -hmm. One of my biggest fears have been <laughs> oh to uh, to uh, to to trust to trust on myself to trust mm -hmm. on myself yeah woo yeah that was hard <laughs> it's so hard mm -hmm. i feel you so much uh, when i meet someone who's insecure a dancer maybe The tip I always want to give is it's gonna it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. So beautiful. One of the biggest learning moments I have had this year during COVID-19 has been Com communicate and speak loud what you feel. <sighs> love it. Love it. And one last, and that would be, hmm, I have to give you a good one here. Um, one thing that people don't usually know about me would be. I'm still insecure, <laughs> but I, I have to trust in myself. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, don't we all though? That's a lifelong thing. It's not just something that you like, oh, one day I just got insecure about myself and I had never any worries about it anymore. Like it's like a chapters of learning how to become that. I am I'm, I'm with you. I sign up. I sign yeah, up. You know I mean, it's a roller coaster. Roller coaster. Sometimes I can be high, sometimes whoop, whoop. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, sometimes you just have that self-confidence where you're like, I feel like I can create anything. I can do these collabos. I can do these videos. And then like, even when you release a video, you're like, <laughs> you know, was it really good enough? <laughs> <laughs> Always. It's Always. crazy. We're schizophrenic. Like, yeah. <laughs> really. I am so honored and thankful to have had this interview with you. In the end of my interviews, I always leave the mic to my guest. Is there anyone you want to love bomb? Shout out. Is there any projects we should look out for? Where can we find you on social media, et cetera, et cetera. The mic is yours. Well, okay. I would like to say thank you to, for that interview. Thank you so much. I feel really honored for you to, to ask me and uh, to share with you and your community and the world <laughs> and speak loud and get this space to put, uh, to express myself. I appreciate that so much. Um, big up to everybody, to everybody who loves to dance, to, to live, to, <laughs> to enjoy the life. And yeah, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Evie Smile, on Instagram, also on YouTube. Like I don't know, drop like uh, my... Give you Smile Academy, <laughs> so <laughs> be aware. <laughs> I'm still creative and I'm still going to drop some creative, creative idea, creative um, produce and artistic things to spread the love with dance and maybe with other skills. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be continued. <laughs> Uh, we definitely have to make sure to follow you. It seems like you're up to a lot of good things and uh, I can't wait to see what the future has in hold for you. And I can't wait to see you wherever that might be. And I just wish you the best of the end of this year um, to hopefully see you next year. Yeah, we'll see you soon, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take Thank care. You.